Welcome to 5x5 Crypto. Each week, we cover the so what of five crypto developments in about five minutes. My name is Afo, and I'm interested in crypto. Like and subscribe on Substack, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. I think you'll enjoy this week's episode. Let's go. Hey, today is May 22. I hope you got a slice or two of pizza, that is. Yesterday was Bitcoin Pizza Day. On May 22, 2010, Laszlo Heinrich bought two Papa John pizzas for 10,000 Bitcoins. It was the first commercial transaction with Bitcoin. Today, those pizzas will be valued at over $333 million. That's mind-boggling. And that's a very pretty penny per slice. So anyway, crypto enthusiasts celebrate Bitcoin Pizza Day by chowing down on pizza. Unfortunately, my allergies have been in overdrive. You can probably hear it in my voice. And it's been a sloop and a sleep kind of weekend for me. Still, I got in some pizza. Now, this week was a turbulent week in the crypto markets. I think in the future, we'll look back and see that this week was a blessing in disguise. And there are two main, re- there are two main reasons for my optimism. The first one is, it's a great opportunity to buy the dip. The second is, I think it could actually accelerate the redistribution of mining capacity beyond China and to more renewable sources. Let's dive into the news. News. Crypto, number one, crypto price crash. Now, the price of cryptocurrencies crashed across the board, with Bitcoin plunging more than 30% in one week. Yikes. Now, last week, you recall that Elon Musk retweeted concerns about the environmental impact of Bitcoin mining. And it's thought that some other institutional investors may also develop cold pre- cold feet or come under pressure to dissociate themselves from Bitcoin due to mis- emissions. Now, Elon Musk has clarified that Tesla continues to hold over a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, um, but the market was already spiraling down. And honestly, like the bearish sentiment from like the OCC, which is the US banker regulator, as well as China, it just only added fuel to the fire. So in spite of these concerns, let's keep some perspective here. Bitcoin is actually still trading three times the price it was this time last year. That's amazing. And also, Kathy Woods of ARK Investment, while the market was like burning down, Kathy Woods goes on CNBC and continues to hold her long-term forecast for Bitcoin of $500,000 a pop. I love her conviction. Now, personally, I don't think I'm as bullish as she is, but I think in markets like this, market corrections and volatility are just part of the journey. And if you've done your research, you have some from strong conviction, you're happy to hold throughout the situation. For me personally, I use this as an opportunity to extend my position across both Bitcoin and Ether. Number two, China crypto crackdown, a blessing in disguise. So a high-ranking government official in China declared a crackdown on Bitcoin mining and trading as China continues to ramp up its launch of its digital currency. Now, some Chinese miners have reportedly freaked out and they've started dumping Bitcoin onto this market. So like, again, this increased supply only furthers like the already low price of Bitcoin, relatively low price of Bitcoin. Another thing to keep in mind is that China actually has 65% of the global Bitcoin mining capacity. And so I think this, you know, this crackdown could actually accelerate a more equitable 
distribution of mining capacity across the world. This is a golden opportunity for new Bitcoin mining capacity to be built and powered by renewable energy sources. So let's put this whole emissions thing down to rest. Now, my sense is that decentralized systems like Bitcoin are just philosophically at odds with the ethos of the Communist Party. Therefore, Bitcoin could join a long list of, te of technology solutions that are effectively banned in China. Now, this list includes Wikipedia, Google, Facebook, and Netflix. So, number three, new OCC head to review all crypto guidance. So, you recall that the OCC is one of the biggest bank regulators in the United States. And last year, they issued a slew of guidance, guidance and recommendations and clarifications basically saying that banks can buy, hold, sell, and actually engage with um, digital currencies and, and public blockchains. So the new head comes in states, and he's now saying that he doesn't believe that the guidance provided last year involved all relevant stakeholders. Essentially, he now wants the OCC to review all crypto-related guidance that was issued under the previous administration. Now, there's an African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. I wonder if the OCC, under the previous leadership, um, pushed out a slew of crypto guidance last year to force other regulators to act. My gut says that this review really means revise. And I don't imagine that the revisions will make it more permissible. If anything, I'm ex expecting it to be more restrictive and likely place higher bars for crypto to um, surmount. Number four, BlockFi promotion goes upside down. So BlockFi, which is kind of like a crypto bank, they were running a promotion, with a promotion and essentially winners were supposed to win some dollars based on trading activity. Unfortunately, uh, some people basically received their rewards in Bitcoin instead of dollars. So there's this one person who received 701 Bitcoin. That's $10 million, yo. He received 701, 701 Bitcoin instead of $701. Now, the goodness of BlockFi is that they're able to reverse the transaction. And, you know, however, a few people actually got away with the Bitcoin rewards by transferring the, the crypto off to another platform. Now, here's the thing. Mistakes happen. I mean, Citibank erroneously wired five hundred million dollars, and traders like have mishap have, have traders have had mishaps, um, such as you know turning a million dollar transaction into a billion dollar fiasco. Now this got me wondering about the back office operations at places like BlockFi, and perhaps they're more manual than one actually imagines. I think. Uh, it's exciting. I really was impressed by how BlockFi did actually manage the situation. They came out with a statement, provided some clarification because Twitter was just going amok. Now, going forward, BlockFi is actually going to be partnering with Matt James, who was the first Black Bachelor. So let's hope any more future promotions don't lead to any more debacles. But mistakes happen. Let's keep going forward. Number four, U.S. Treasury introduces a uh, rule for $10,000 transfers. So the U.S. Treasury is now calling for businesses and presumably nonprofits to report digital currency transactions that are greater than $10,000 to the IRS. 
Now, this is exactly the same rule that's actually in, in place for fiat currency. So let's say you're sending a, a transaction of over $10,000 in, you know, you would have to report this to the IRS. Now, what's interesting is that the IRS is actually planning to double its size, more than double its size over the next 10 years. They're planning to hire 86,000 people over the next 10 years. Now, this goal is to more aggressively enforce compliance and close the $7 trillion tax gap by going after people who cheat on taxes. I think these are great moves. Like, I think improved enforcement of rules could increase government revenue and actually, in a way, reduce the risk of the government needing to just print money out of nowhere uh, to uh, make things work. So that's all we have this week. I'm actually feeling pretty sick, so there won't be any explore or question sections today. But I hope you have a great week ahead. Bye for now.